Welcome to the Fab Academy. Uh, we're going to review uh, 3D scanning and printing, and then this week we introduce electronics design. Uh, so let's start right in on the random generator. And we have Alvaro Fernandez from Madrid. Hi, Neil. Yeah. Go ahead. Let's see, I heard him okay. on email, but then, go ahead. Okay, then, um, for this week, uh, I... So, start, catch up, um, uh, describe yourself. Oh, yes, uh, uh, I'm architect, I am from uh, uh, the... San Pablo University, and um, I love uh, uh, 3D world and, and uh, machines. And um, my my final project is about the uh, safe square. Uh, you uh, saw it um, at the first week, and. It's uh, about a, uh, right. it's an, an enclosure anti anti runover. Um, Got it. Okay, good. So now, what did okay. you do for three D scanning and printing? Um, this week, um, well, uh, we we use uh, the um, replicator yep. to a uh, machine and. This week, well, uh, at the first, uh, I explain uh, how how is the what is the steps of um, use the the machine, and uh, we have uh, the group assignment. We we are uh, well, we we explain the hairspray. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, this is the, the the steps that you uh, have to do for um, for uh, the preparing the machine. Um, this is the hairspray when uh, what uh, you use to help to help the the grip. Um, Sorry, explain what the hairspray is doing. Ah, okay, yes, uh, it um, uh, helps to uh, grip the vase or the wrap um, for uh, white uh, wrapping. Okay. Um, okay, go on. This is the template. Um, and other things that we uh, print. Um, this is for um, for test the minimum radio, the yeah. the machine. This is a press fit test uh, 
to know the curve right. and and other things. And the no, sorry, just words. Um, curve is the word for material that gets removed. Uh, Here, you're not testing curve. You're testing tolerances. How what you get compares to what you had specified. Yes. Okay. Yes, it's, it's, it's about the roughness and and the pressure. Right. And this is the yep. the um, the, um, the info. And, and yeah, the, what did you find about the deviation? How big was it? So, what was the difference between what you asked for and what it made? It, Um, and in uh, at uh, uh, height, uh, it's uh, variable between uh, um, 12 and, and 26. It's uh, a little bit variable, and um, the and uh, if if you want to um, do it a upper speed. You have to um, you have to uh, um, uh, offset um, um, uh, maybe 0 0.3 millimeters. Uh, this is a, um, a bridge test, but uh, in this in this test uh, we we, we felt because uh, the the width of the of the, the the width of the pillar is is not uh, um, is very little, and we have to um, do it uh, uh, bigger. And well, this is a a, a test about uh, a, a raccoon. <laughs> and, and the result of the template. Yep. This template is but uh, uh, made it uh, for the group because uh, um, do it in, in the the base with the uh, zero. Uh, yes, uh, we we change the the direction. We uh, print in the. Um, in the set, and we have to print in in the wire axis. Yep. And okay. and we 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 did uh, other other test. This is the chain and interlocking okay. of jet. But, okay. So for this week, what did you design? Um. It's, it's not uh, it, so uh, I'm now asking about your the assignment was for you to design something okay uh, my, my design is uh, in the in the button of the website okay. the button uh, okay okay yes it's a, a, a kind of uh, ramp um, when trucks uh, 
go uh, very fast. Uh, the system security activates and, um, and stand up the, the, the RAM. Okay, and were you able to print it? Uh, yes, yes, yes. I Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, system security. Got it. Okay. The RAM uh, crash with uh, crash with some. Okay. The RAM. And then, um, what did you use for 3D scanning? Did you use the sense? Uh, yes, yes. Uh, I I use the uh, a sense scanner. Okay. Okay. And um, I scan my partner, and my partner scans me. And okay. then, then uh, solidify and, and print in in the replicator too. Okay. Good. Thank you. Um, I realized before I go on, um, is there anybody who came up in the random generator? in prior weeks that wasn't ready. We had a few people we skipped over. No? Hi, Neil. Yeah. I am Daniel. I have a special scan. I am from CEU, Madrid. I am Daniel Amigo. Yeah. Yes. Uh, can you see my final project? Can you? Yes. The introduction, please. Okay. Well, um, I want to build a demo robot. Okay. This is my workshop where kids learn the difference between carnivorous and herbivorous dinosaurs. <laughs> The dino robot will have different heads and legs that surfeit according to the food you want to get. Okay. The robot uh, follows the wheel line, the wheel recognized with infrared sensor, and can reach a type of food. Finally, okay. it will stop in front of an object thanks to an ultrasonic sensor. Okay. Okay. That all sounds good, sounds fun. Okay, well, um, I use, um, I designed to my tail of my Dino, my Dino robot. Yeah. In one, two, three D design. And uh, you can see her. Sorry, move over. Yeah, right. Okay, looks good. Okay. Yeah. Hi. Well, um, uh, also, I I scan an object with uh, a scan of my of my work. They are uh, Arctic. MHT Arctic, and I try to scan the 
the, the bones of the foot, but I have a little problems. What kind of problem? The, the fingers are so difficult. Yeah. Okay. Uh, also, I try to use the 3D sense scanner for for scan to my colleague. Okay. Okay. Um, is it all? Okay. Good. Thank you. So, uh, before I thank you. Before I go on, are there any students that came up in the random generator that we missed from prior weeks who are ready to go? If not, I'll continue with the random generator. No, okay. Uh, Johanna from UNCC. I'll leave that up. Hello? Yes. Hello, this is Johanna. Good. Tell me about yourself. Um, so I am a second year PhD student in computing and informatics um, at UNC Charlotte. Um, my research area is human-computer interaction, so we study a lot of people and machines and sort of what goes on between them. It's kind of almost a social science sometimes. Okay. Um, and research is about um, play and creativity and novel interaction techniques. Um, and I'm also helping start a fab lab, um, Makerspace on campus. Great. And then where are you doing Fab Academy from? Um, at our new fab lab, um, Makerspace, which is at our university campus. Okay. And who, who's your regional guru helping you? Uh, Terrence Fagan. Okay. Good. Final project plan? Um, so if you go to week two, you can see uh, some pictures of what I was thinking. So Theo Jansen came up with this idea yeah. of a thing called the strand beast. Um, yeah. And they're really beautiful and really cool. You call them sort of living creatures. There's these mechanical things that sort of um, yeah. walk around, which is... Um, I think they're really cool. So talk a lot about the evolution of them. Sort of, they started as um, these simple creatures, and then they've evolved to have more features and things. So um, I don't know. I was thinking about humans' evolution, and we've evolved to be creative creatures. So I was thinking about what um, what does a creative strand beast look like? So I was thinking about so, uh, maybe. A sorry, let, let me just give you a, a piece of. Um, uh, the test object you saw in the previous person it was designed by one of my students, Amanda. And Amanda is um, doing research on design tools for discrete assembly, but she's a big fan of Theo Jansen. And so um, she, she makes um, her own strand beef. She's made her own strand beef as a project. Nice. So just for inspiration, this is something one of my students um, did, inspired by Theo Jansen. Bye. Bye, on. Okay, so go on. Um, so I was thinking of adding, um, so instead of maybe the strand beast I would make, instead of it walking, it might play some sort of musical instrument, um, like a harp string, harp string or something, 
um, just so it's a, a different sort of. Uh, okay. Um, can somebody on the bridge figure out who needs to mute? Um, okay. Um, yeah. Um, that's a lovely idea. A strand. The strand be something generally all walk. So something like a strand beast that does another motion is a nice idea. Good. And then for this week. Okay. Um, you need a little more detail on your page. So when you say you have, oh, Sorry, I, I read it too quickly. Um, what are ZYXX Plus? I don't know that. Um, they're similar to MakerBot. It's a Swedish brand of printer. I see. Okay. Okay. Um, just a note in general, on is this a heated bed, heated volume? No, we have another one. We have a Taz that has a heated plate, but those ones do not. Yeah, so um, let's see. Sorry, I'm going to the wrong place. Um, th there's been a learning curve in DIY printers. And so um, something like, um, right now this is my favorite low-end one, um, a, a printer like this controls the bed temperature, the nozzle temperature, the environment chamber. It controls everything, um, and it, ma it makes a huge difference. Every, just the results are so much more predictable when you control everything. And at this point, uh, it don't cost anymore. Okay, so okay, so it's. Okay. Yeah, so I was playing around with sort of the loops that the 3D printers do, um, sort of trying to use the garbage that it makes a little bit on purpose as a design feature as opposed to something to avoid. Um, so yeah. that's a model just from yeah. Thingiverse that I used as a test, and then I was trying to um, get some of my own models to have some of those loops. Right. And I, I had shown um, a week ago the... This, this. Um, Ron from Berkeley makes these beautiful objects, and these are not in any way slicing and filling. They're just like, made by sorry, bad feedback from somebody. Um, making G code that just makes these objects have. So if you're interested in that, one of the things you can do is just write G-code for your thing. Okay, so you're using OpenSCAD? Yeah. Do you like it? I do like it. Um, I have a background in computing, so I like thinking of building objects programmatically. Mm 
So, ex so explain ex the loops. Explain the loops. Um, the loops are uh, sort of like the leaves of a tree. I was going for a kind of weeping willow type thing. Um, I, I first needed to sort of experiment. What are the loops going to look like? It's kind of hard to tell just from the model what how they're going to fall. Um, no, but but how did you convey the to the printer? Oh, um, so I made a um, sort of a rectangle in OpenSCAD that was just flat and in open space. And then when it generated the tool, I made it just the right width and the right height. So when it generated the toolpath, it would do just one um, sort of path on this thing. And there would be nothing supporting it. So then the loop would fall down. I see. Oh, that's interesting. The path plan. Yeah, for most people, this is a fail. It's interesting you're embracing that as a teacher. There's actually a whole um, community right now the, um, where they're actually using these kinds Sorry, we're getting a bad echo from your side. Um, go, go ahead, Bas. Go ahead, Bas. Um, yeah, where they, um, if you, for example, there, there's email printing like um, uh, a Wookiee <laughs> from Star Wars, um, or printing like uh, the mains of, of a lion, and then printing them like they're printing a rim around, and they connect the straight wires from the, the from the model to the rim, and then to create, the, then they remove the rim around, then they've got all these strands sticking out, and then they use a hot air gun to actually create the mains like flowing backwards. Ah. So you get the natural ah. hair on a three ah. model. Okay, then scanning. Okay, then scanning. Einscan Pro. I see. I, I don't know that it looks in the same spirit as the sense. Do you like it? Yeah, it takes some getting used to, especially if you're doing the handheld, but it does good results. I think. Okay. And then what did you use to clean up the mesh? Uh, it came with a software that cleans up the mesh. Okay. Um, and then in note, if you like OpenSCAD, um, uh, Anemone, to relate it, um, if we uh, add, um, if you start building shapes in animals, um, uh, each animal you know is, is like an OpenSCAD program. And so in any one node in Anemone, you can use it um, like uh, OpenSCAD, but then at the same time, you have an interactive GUI and you have this data flow and you have the namespace. And so Anemone is similar in spirit to OpenSCAD, but the reason I prefer it is because 
You can do GUI interaction, data flow interaction, coding, and there's a namespace all at the same time is why I like it so much. Okay, good, thank you. Uh, Deep Key from Barcelona. Barcelona. Yeah. Is Deep Key there? Hi, Neil. Hi. Uh, Tell me about yourself. Uh, actually, I was doing Fab Textile workshop last week okay. at Deepti. I'm from India. And I was doing Fab Textile Fabric Academy workshop last week. So I have to catch up on the 3D printing and scanning uh, week. Okay. How did you get from India to Barcelona? Tell me about Okay, I was uh, studying at EAC, where uh, Fab Lab Barcelona is right now, so it's a part of EAC, so I was doing my master's here at EAC, and uh, I understand how the Fab Lab works because I was also doing some fabrication for my master's degree, and okay. I wanted to come back here because I love this place. Okay, great. Uh, what's your final project going to be? I want to make an installation with uh, music and uh, sound and lighting. So an installation which uh, interacts with sound as an input and light as an output. Okay. Um, that's a good project to collaborate. Remember, you can collaborate on final projects if you can And so for a sound installation, there might be a whole sound, for a room scale installation, there's a light system, there's a sound system, there's interaction systems. That, to do that properly, that's actually a few projects. And so either at Barcelona or somewhere else, you might want to divide it into systems and pick the parts of the systems you're most interested in. Otherwise, a full room scale installation is too big for a final project for one person. There's just too many subsystems to do it. I have to tell you something. I'm sorry. I'm so tense. I forgot to tell you that yeah. I've actually divided my project in three parts. I want to make modules and then uh, if you see on my web... Uh, like, yeah. yeah. So in, in my web page on the last, I've written how I've broken my project into three parts in the concept. In the concept, the first page itself. Sorry, which page? Sorry. Uh, page. The first this one? Concept, yeah, yeah. In the last, I have broken it down in three parts. Okay. And the first part is to make modules or components which act like Lego uh, blocks. And these are uh, components which are, uh, which have all the sensors and inbuilt uh, input and output systems. So each module acts as a, it's a small module, and it takes input and gives output of light. So when I make okay. one module of this, I'll put it together to make the larger installation. So this is how I want to go about the project. And if one module is working, I make the bigger installation, and then I start uh, 
thinking about how the installation comes together and how it can actually be on a larger scale in a theater experience or in for a for an audience. Okay. So for that, what I really encourage you to do is um, you can use every single week we cover to work on that. Um, some people do each of the weekly assignments, then the final project. With a little bit of planning ahead, you can use each of these weeks to develop part of your final project so it's a continuous path to it. It needs a little more planning, but I really encourage that. Yeah, that's that's actually the plan, and I got into Fab Academy, Fab Academy, and new ideas came up, and now I'm a little uh, like maybe I should also use textiles, and now I'm really overwhelmed. But I should really that was actually the plan to do it each week and try to see how it fits in for the final project. But I agree, for the I from now on I'll really start, you know putting streamlining my project each week assignment towards my final project. Okay. Then we're going to have a recitation later on Fabricademy that we expect to be a new class through Academeni. And um, can you describe the boot camp you did? It was a wonderful boot camp. We started, uh, for me, textile is something that is very new. And uh, I've never done anything with uh, fabrication and textiles before. So we had an amazing uh, set of lecturers and we had all the, we had global lectures also, just like how we have at Fab Academy. The first day uh, we understood about laser cutting techniques with textiles and how we can actually create fabrics or dresses by just, instead of sewing it or stitching it, by just laser cutting and using techniques of laser cutting and fabrication to make a textile without actually stitching or using glue or anything to attach them. And on the second day, we uh, learned about uh, bio coloring and uh, we used bacteria to color materials and also we used uh, bio materials like turmeric or hibiscus or beetroot to use this as coloring agents to color the fabric. And the next day we had uh, rhinoceros and grasshopper class to understand how we can visualize the textile and how different uh, kind of designs can come together and we visualize it and then model it. And what kind of tools in grasshopper specifically we can use to make uh, anything that we can visualize basically, like plugins like kangaroo, or uh, plugins like uh, to simulate. So first we understood that for the 3D scanning exercise, we can actually scan each individual's body and to that particular individual we can make a dress. We can take that 3D scanned body on Rhino and for that particular individual we can make a dress and we can simulate any kind of design for that particular individual. So 3D scanning becomes very important in something like uh, fast textiles, and, uh, okay, day. it's a little too, we don't need to do every yeah. single unit, but that's good to get the feeling. And then, again, um, we'll do a recitation, and we expect this to become, in the fall, a new class following the introductory Fab Academy, a, a fab, what's called Fab Academy class. Also, a note about, just while we're on that, um, one of my students is helping work with them, um, and he worked 
on sewing to make robots. Um, and so, um, uh, these robots are made by sewing shapes that you then vary the air pressure in. And so the mechanism is just air and fabric. And you can make dexterous robots. Let's see. There's a nice video. Let me see. If, yeah, here. This is exactly what I wanted. So initially, the whole this shows you how it's made by sewing these shapes in fabric. And then you, by inflating them, you can make sewn actuators to then make these agile inflated robot mechanisms. This is real-time video. Yeah, we also learned about machines which make machines, and we learned about a circular, cylindrical machine which was used to weave. So, yeah, it's, it's a very interesting project. Yeah, and so yeah. it's having a big impact in the body. There's no mechanism anywhere. It's just air pressure and fabric. But it can do this very complex, dexterous maneuvers. Good. Okay, um, so yeah, do catch up on 3D printing. Um, the main goals are to learn the limitations of your 3D printer and then to do design of more advanced design that can't be done subtractively. Yes, Neil, I will. Thank you. And one okay, second, uh, Anastasia. Hello, Neil. Uh, oh, hi. You just, got a, hi. you just got an email for an access to our Wikipedia for the bootcamp that we had. Um, uh, is it worth taking time to do that now? Exactly. It's for you to have a look after. Um, uh, okay. So yeah, I'll, I'll do this after to go through what you you accomplished. But um, pe people said great things about it. Okay, thanks, Anastasia. Okay, um, David from TechSup. I know TechSup is on. I remember Star Six on the bridge. Uh, I'll go on, but text up if you can join. Hello. Oh, yeah. Go Hello, ahead. Neil. Yeah. Neil, can you see me? Yeah, I see and hear you. Yes. Uh, the professor, uh, Maita, is not here, the student from the moment, but another student need of, need, two students need to speak from his project. I present you John, John Lozano. Hi, Neil. I, I'm from Tetsuk. John. Yeah. So for this assignment, I made uh, the case of my ESP car. Ah, okay. So yeah. let's see. Is your page not ready? Oh, here it is. Okay. Yeah.
So uh, I, I designed a, a easy case, and it consists of both parts. It has two three pins that that can. Sorry, sorry, let me just catch up to you. I'm going through your page to catch up. Okay, now here we are. So you made a fab ISP case okay. in Inventor. Yes. Okay. Yes, in Inventor. By the and way, if you're using Inventor, have you tried Fusion? Uh, yeah, yeah, just a little. Just Inventor, is it? No, just Inventor. Okay, just, just the note is uh, Autodesk is really moving kind of all of that into Fusion. So if you're using Inventor, I recommend trying Fusion, which is available for free for education in the Fab Academy. It's like Inventor, but it's, but it, it's an end-to-end -end workflow that modeling and collaboration and cloud and design and simulation and CAM. So if you're using Inventor, I recommend looking at Fusion. Okay, okay, thanks. And I print uh, this on MakerWorld Replicator. Ah, nice. Oh, look at that. Yeah. And it's for, I, yes, I program it too. Oh, that's very nice. Uh, here's my board. Here, here, show the camera. Uh, wait, uh, here, so you can see? You could see? A little closer. Yep. Good, that's lovely. Uh, and this is the other part. I'm joining it. Okay. Good. S since we're on you, um, Tell me about yourself. Uh, okay, I, I'm John. I'm 22 years old. I'm from Huancayo. It's eight hours from here. I'm here in Lima. I'm taking this course because a university continental from Huancayo. Uh, it's a scholarship because I am going to implement a, a fab lab in Huancayo. Oh, wow. Yeah. And with my, my friend next to me, Midori, we are going to implement a, a fab lab in Huancayo, the first out of Lima. Oh, wow. That, that's uh, really interesting. Um, yeah, and Huancayo is, on the, is, a, is part of a range mountain in Peru. It's about 3,600 miles up the sea. Above the sea. Yeah. And my final project is about this, is to make a, a machine that could collect potatoes, especially pick up the potatoes under the ground, move to the bottom, the bottom of the ground. Because Wait, so people- I have to explain, sorry. Um, how many kinds of potato are there in Peru? A lot, there are, just in, just in Junín, where is Huancayo uh, is part of Junín, the state, like the state. There are maybe 3,000 of, of species of species of potatoes. So I just want just to explain to everybody else, when somebody says Peru, it's different from what most of you think of. Most, most people think of Peru as just a potato as like a white thing and they're all the same. In Peru, there's thousands of kinds of potatoes of all different yeah. colors and textures and flavors. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you can see in this photo a lot of kinds of potato. And a machine that I want to make is to collect potato from uh, under the, the ground to move to the surface, to the land, because when people collect this potato, there are a lot of people to do this work. Uh -huh. And I want to make this machine like that when people can be sitting on this machine and like a bicycling, move the potato from the under the ground to the surface. Um, there was a fun, um, let's see, I think this is the right one. Um, uh, um, let me try to find this. This was a student in the Fab Academy last year. Um, uh, so if we do students projects, and then was the leaf collector in Amsterdam? Sebastian is the name of the student. Sebastian. So yeah. Sebastian made surprisingly. So here, let's let's see if we can get to his. Um, he made surprisingly good progress on. It was not potatoes, but he was mad at leaves. And so he used each of the weeks of the class. To make a robot. Oh, I, mm, it could be like that. So you, you'll, yours will need to be bigger with more force, but this was an example of somebody who did a nice project that had all of the components of a of a mobile robot. Okay. Okay. Thank you. So you can take that as an example. Yeah. Good. So I'm I'm very happy to hear you're bringing a lab to Honkayo. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Okay. Okay. Hi, Neil. It's yeah. Midori here. Yeah. I'm uh, from Honkayo too. My name Sorry, is. Sorry. What is your name? Ingrid, Ingrid Midori Nunez Yamaguchi. Ah. Okay. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's me. Okay. And as you say, uh, oh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, as you say, we are from Huancayo, and we are in, with a scholarship given okay. from Continental University in order to open uh, the first uh, fab lab uh, far away from Lima. So yeah. we are studying uh, technological decentralization in our country, and we are so glad to, to be here and being part of Fab Academy. Yeah, I'm just... 
Huancayo okay. is eight hours uh, away in Lima. Good. Okay, and so what did you do for this week? Uh, well, for my assignment of 3D printing and 3D scanning, uh, well, first we make our, our group challenge and we make some effort to test our printers here in yeah. TechSoup. And there you have some videos and you can see uh, those we use two kind of machines. Uh, first one, MakerBoot uh, Replicator 2 and uh, a Stratasys Object Prime. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, yep. Um, and did you measure the dimensions? Did you measure the size? Yeah, our dimensions are the first one, the little one is uh, 20, the second one uh, 32, and the last one uh, 45. 45. Okay, 45. Good. 40, 40, 40. <laughs> okay. Good. 50. Yeah. And well, for my individual challenge, I I was practicing. First, I print a mandala. Uh, the yeah. first one I designed it um, from from my brain. Just imagine, and then I chose one design from the internet. And this was it was a challenge because this design has a lot of points. And in inventor, I I can uh, edit to to print. So okay. I tried a new software, uh, Rhino Zero, yeah. and the software was very easy and takes just a minute uh, to combine all the points and. Okay. Then I extrude to print. Okay. Yes. And uh, the last uh, try that I did was my cell phone case, and there I have my my assignment. Okay. This is the second one. This is the first one, and this is my cell phone case. I designed it uh, using Inventor Two. And um, well, I I think um, should, I should improve uh, taking measures for the design because I make some holes in the corners. Okay, good. Yes. And then what and did then, you do? Uh, well, first we try to scan. Uh, the first one uh, was my favorite ring, and I. I can do it because what's little and the lighting of the of the class uh, was not the best for this activity, and I prefer to try with another object. And we so try. Sorry, uh, are, you, are you scanning with the Connect? Sorry, what? What are you? What scanner is it? The Connect? Uh, yes, Xbox. Okay. 
and we installed this uh, this software. And then I tried to scan myself and with my colleagues here. And the first one was just my, just my face. And at this point, I just learned to align all the captures. But the next day, uh, when I continued practicing, I tried to combine it, uh, those captures and get a better result. Uh, but okay, I was sorry. Which which software did you use to reconstruct? There's a few options for that. Uh, Kinect software. No, but th there's a few versions of the Kinect software. Do, do you know which 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 software? So, um, the Kinect yes was the Kinect software. Yeah, the um uh sorry, the I'm at the wrong place. The So, um the, the, there there's Open Connect, there's Reconstruct Me, there's a few versions of Connect software. Okay. Which is the There's a few different versions of Connect software. Can you check which version you used? No. No, uh, I just uh, try the next one and I don't try another one. Okay. Uh, but then, uh, yes, for my cup, I try a 3D scan. Okay. Sorry, yes, I'm in it. Yeah, three D S O O M software. I see. I don't yes. know that one. Do you like it? Yeah, I like it, but um, was was very was very simple to take a lot of pictures. Uh, I think the paper with a lot of points helps a lot to get better results. Yeah, for that, for photogrammetry, that's really important. If it's featureless, it can't reconstruct it. You have to give it visual information. That's right. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And yeah. it's too much because uh, at, at the beginning, you don't know how many captures you have to take, but right. you can uh follow the the points and get better results okay and then you're trying to make your own scanner yeah i i was having a lot of ideas but uh our intent was to use a traditional skin to approach uh, the the guide and the laser, but uh, it was not possible because 
we need more time to okay to you might come back to that when we do machine building okay thank you techsup good to meet okay. sorry is uh, john from techsup still there yep I uh, this is Marcel from HRW Fab Lab uh, in Bottrop in Germany. Uh, yeah. I want to show you my Fab ISP uh, housing too here in my camera, if you can see. Yeah. Um, just a yeah. different version. So um, maybe if if somebody is interested to build a case, um, yeah, it's on week five. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. a little bit, little bit below. Yeah, this I, I did, right. I did it with, I did it with tiny four or five, four or five. Yeah, yeah, and this that is with Fusion 360 only to compare it. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Nice, nice, nice job. Nice yeah. Job. Thank you. Yeah, I'm going to your page. Which is your printer, Marcel? Oh, my my printer was an Ultimaker to go. Okay. Good. Um, yeah, ho hold up your case again. Just the the point of that is, um, it makes me sad that a lot of Fab Academy projects have simple laser cut boxes. I really encourage getting in the habit of making nice packaging, nice production values. That's that's a nice little example of it. Oh, nice. Um, what did you scan with, Marcel? Oh, I sc I scanned with an iSense for an iPad Mini. Okay. It's a re really uh, easy software, a really easy um, app. But uh, on this part, I have missing some steps. Um, I will post it later on. But it's so easy that uh, it don't need uh, some description, I think. Um, you only go around uh, your object and the camera, the infrared camera, catch the model. Um, yeah, this is it. Yeah. I see. I hadn't seen iSense. So iSense looks like the guts of a sense taken out and made as a tablet peripheral. Yeah, you can get it uh, also for your mobile phone, for the iPhones. Nice. Okay. And are you happy with it? Yeah, I'm really happy with it, but I don't have some, um, yeah, we, we only have this scanner, so I can't uh, tell no nothing about other scanners, but I'm very happy about the results. So the, my bust is very, very uh, well uh, with no, the mesh is complete uh, with without holes and um, yeah, I'm happy with it. Yeah, the sense does a good job of that. Um, it's it's similar with the Kinect, so it makes yeah. a good job. Yeah. Um, and then I'm looking at your tests. So a, a note on the Ultimaker, and, and I've yelled at them a bit. The, the Ultimaker, the most notable thing about it is the design minimizes the moving mass. So you can move the head very quickly. Yeah, the the, um, the, the the default build speed on the Ultimaker isn't that fast, but you can play with the settings and you can get it to build much much faster with still acceptable results. Yeah, that was the um, problem with my inclusion. The sphere in the middle 
Um, on the third, um, I have to reduce the speed to 50% because the vibrations and movements of the printer uh, want to tear down my sphere and then I play around with the printing speed. Um, yeah, but only to um, to tell about it. But again, the flip side is when you're not doing a tight tolerance, you can really make the Ultimaker go surprisingly fast. Um, and build with acceptable qualities and sometimes it's actually better to go fast you can get away for example sometimes without supports when you have overhang it actually kind of pulls the bead so sometimes going faster reduces the need for supports mm -hmm. yeah okay good thank you thank you too Uh, Victor from Woma. Okay, I'll go on, but Woma, if you're ready. Ibrahim from Egypt. Interesting machine. So again, I'll go on, but if you can unmute Ibrahim from Egypt. Uh, Tali from Bombay. Okay, who is this? Remember, star six on the bridge and unmute locally. We're looking for Victor from Loma, Ibrahim from Egypt, and Tali from Bombay. Can you hear me? Yep. Chitali uh, is still on the way. Hello. Okay, so, sorry, say again. Chitali is still coming? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I'll leave the page up and just let me know if Chitali comes. Who else is talking? Okay, remember, star six on the bridge and unmute locally. Uh, Eva from Barcelona, not found. Um, Hello, Neil. Yeah. Hi, can you hear me? This is Joan Stamescu from Milan. Yeah. Oh, great. <laughs> Sorry, who is that? Oh, um... Joan Stanescu, the Milan Group, S-T-A-N-E-S-C-U. Yeah. Um, did you, were we waiting for you or are you just volunteering? I was volunteering because uh, I missed the opportunity from uh, the last Oh, sessions. meaning you came up before and now, now you're there? Yeah, I met a couple of times. <laughs> okay, got it. Um, Is that okay? By, by the way, 
I see somebody's pushing a desktop. Um, boss, can you check some, somebody's pushing content to the MCU? See if you can turn turn them off as a content source. Okay, so Joan, tell me about yourself. Um, I'm actually from the Geneva area. I, we started a fab lab here called Pangloss Labs in the Geneva area. Okay. Are, are and I've been traveling to Milan. Sorry, are you in touch with the GHL? Um, um, yes, in a way. We're setting up uh, a big event at the end of March. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I, I haven't, I, I've been to some of the meetings for that, but I haven't really met David and Olivier yet. Okay. Um, d yeah, uh, do meet David. Um, if you're setting up a lab in Geneva, he'll be very interested. Yeah, the, the original founders of the lab here are very close in contact with them. So that would be Paul, okay. Bristow, and these guys. So, yeah, I'm um, <clears throat> And then, sorry, let me I'm a mother up. of three. Um, what are you doing in Milan? Can you hear me? Milan? Yes, I can hear you. Uh, what are you well, doing in Milan? Well, I'm actually in Geneva, and I commute to Milan. <laughs> okay. And, and um, uh, in the Geneva area. The well, yes, yeah, so I had access to the lab because uh, there's nothing. That's the closest place uh, for me to be able to access this kind of uh, work. And the, okay. and the Geneva lab is very new. And okay. um, I'm a mother of three. I'm originally uh, an engineer in material science and semiconductors. Oh. And I ended up working with a lot of startups when I worked at Lehigh University as an industrial engineer. Huh. And uh, also helped start up a company with one of the professors. But uh, it was an interesting experience. And I fell so in love with Fab Lab. My husband uh, is working here at Honeywell. Okay. Good. So he kind of brought me along. I've I've lived in Malaysia, Singapore, Taiwan, and worked in Singapore, and okay. have had a lot of international experience. Thanks okay. to him. <laughs> okay. okay. Final project. And my final project is I've I've uh, I've gotten into the area of yoga very strongly. Okay. And um, there's a lot of of apps out there that help you with breathing but there is no fitbit for breathing so i'm creating kind of a fitbit that you put as a jewelry on your on your chest uh, yeah. with an accelerometer that will help you um, get to the right breathing method for uh for relaxation good that's a nice project um the heart of it is going to be interesting signal processing um to detect what what's good versus bad. Yeah, this will be all new to me. <laughs> so it's a great experience. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the mechanical part is a nice project. The really interesting part is going to be the algorithms for recognizing good versus bad breathing. Um, the, uh, I... Right now at MIT, I'm teaching um, sorry, uh, this class, and the lecture notes are online, which is all about mathematical modeling, about like filtering and um, searching and recognizing and clustering and things like that. And you'll need a little bit of that to do this. Uh, Neil, and uh, another interesting to look at, uh, another interesting thing to look at um, uh, for not necessarily for the breathing pattern, but for yep. deciding when you need the breathing pattern, <laughs> yes, uh, to look at uh, heart rhythm variation. 
because that's a good proxy for uh, anxiety levels. If you're getting more anxiety, um, your heart rhythm variation goes up, um, and um, it's an it's an indicator for for anxiety. So you you might yeah. need to better that at that point. There's that's correct. There is a product out there called HeartMath, which hooks up to your Apple phone that looks at your heart and your, and you, you use the app to look at the breath. So that's actually a a a very good method. Yeah, and there's a few ways in the heart. to do that. You can optically measure IR reflection to get circulation, and then you can measure ECG voltage um, across your body. Are both ways that you you if you wanted to, you could measure heart rate. Yeah. Okay, so 3D scanning, what did you do? Um, one of the founders had something called a fuel 3D scan. I have his picture in there at the bottom of the violin he printed. And one of the projects we wanted to work on was, I'm a violinist as well, and uh, we were looking at doing 3D printed violins. And uh, we wanted to see if changing the chin rest to fit my chin or another person's chin might be an interesting product. Okay. So we scanned we scanned in my chin, we scanned in his chin to see what it looked like. Okay. And on another level we also scanned in the, the black chin rest that's original. Okay. And then did you print them? Uh, we did not print those. Not yet. Okay. Uh, I'm pretty new with the SolidWorks side of things. So it took me a very long time to do my, my chain, which I which you'll see at the bottom there. Ah, okay. So that this is something that cannot be machined. Since I'm making right. a medallion, I'm going to need a chain. <laughs> okay. Um, you need more on your class page. You need to say a little bit about like, you know, what tools did you use? What worked? What didn't work? What did you learn from it? Um, just okay, I, I ran out of time a little, a little bit. bit. Sure. Okay. But just try to catch up to unpack it a little bit. Yeah, and I did do some test structures with the different resolutions. I haven't printed okay. everything in yet. Good. Um, so do reach out to David Ott. I can help connect if you need it. Um, the reason I say that is GHL is this very formal multi-agency thing. I think he'll be really interested in having a more informal community type lab in Geneva that works with, but is outside of the more formal structure. Yeah, we're, we'll be, we work, we're going to be working with them, like I said, at the end of March, which this new event calls G3ID. So um, okay. this will be great to get to meet Dave. Good. Okay, good. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Um, do we have Victor? Uh, Ibrahim or Chitalia. Remember, star six on the bridge as well as unmute locally. Sorry, Neil, he hasn't come yet. Okay, that's fine. I think I see somebody trying to unmute. Is that Victor? Star six on the bridge plus unmute locally. We don't hear you. Okay, I'll I'll go on. Uh, Raj from Riedel.
Where is Riedel? Okay, I'll go on. Uh, Lucio from Algarve. How do I pronounce that? Algarve, Algarve. Okay, good. Sorry. Yep. Okay. Tell me about yourself. So, um, I'm teacher. Um, I'm running uh, the Fab Lab with uh, several people that uh, are now remote with uh, WOMA. So you have okay. uh, Denis Terwan, uh, Jeremy, and so on. I'm a teacher in architecture, design, digital fabrication, and uh, also do photography and, okay. I'm, an, I'm okay. a two-wheeler. Good. So, uh, and, and then uh, talk about the location. Uh, we are in Brussels, and uh, it's uh, the Fab Lab of University of ULB. Okay. It's a free university of Brussels. So uh, it was, at the first time, the Fab Lab for uh, the Faculty of Architecture, and then we expand it uh, to all the faculties. Uh, that's uh, how we met uh, Dennis, who is physician, and we have several other people who are uh, joining us now for developing the Fab Lab. Okay, but are are you do right now working through Woma? You came up on the Woma page. Uh, no, we are remote, in fact. So we are. Ah, in okay. Got it. Okay. So then, let's see. What is your final project plan? Okay, my, my final project plan uh, is based on uh, the idea of how to autonomize uh, somebody uh, to get the, uh, a self-employed job. And the idea is to uh, uh, be able for somebody to sell something. And basically, I arrived to the conclusion that uh, the best way to do it and the easiest way was to make soup. So <laughs> it's a soup maker that, that you can... Uh, uh, have uh, behind a bike, uh, so basically it's uh, like a very small trailer uh, where you heat the soup in a in a very simple uh, way, which is called a, a Norwegian mar marmite in French. So it's uh, it's based on the idea of isolation, and the isolation is uh, uh, let's say putting the temperature low very in a very long time. So you, you have the thing which is uh, very hot, and then it's very slowly going down. Is so that, I will is make it, the mix. Is this the same or different from sous vide? Some from? Uh, sous vide? Uh, no, it's not the same idea. It's, uh, for example, if you, if you are, it's called uh, Norwegian marmite. Uh, so it's a very high uh, isolation, and when you put, for, for example, uh, uh, the soup or the water at 100 degrees, it takes uh, four or five hours uh, to go down, so it's heating for a long period. It's like a thermos, in fact. It's like thermos cooking. Okay, so a, a few notes. I like the idea of changing the world with soup. Um, that's okay. really fun. 
Um, if you look at past years um, related, there have been a number of projects doing sous vide cookers where you make low temperature okay. heat for a long time to cook, just, just as background for yours. Um, okay. There's a name that's sort of a joke, which is how to heat almost anything and just the point is it's very easy to make heat you you can cast a structure and embed heating wires and do power electronics and so it's surprisingly easy to make things that heat and cook so that's nice for a project okay the, the only thing what i wanted to do was to have the less energy possible and being okay. able uh, not to have 220 volts so yep. uh, it's basically like if you have a battery on a, on a bike or maybe nothing, then you find a solution with less power. So I'm, I'm working on that idea. But uh, yes, it's, uh, it's a nice. I will, I will look at that. Okay. Then 3D scanning and printing? Yeah. So uh, 3D, uh, I first started uh, by uh, trying to do photogrammetry. Uh, because uh, when we have students, it's the easiest way to uh, to work uh, without different scanners. Uh, so I tried. I, I first tried with a one, two, three D, and then remake. So let me and jump was, in. Uh, if you're was, doing yeah. if you're doing photogrammetry, two things are really important. One is the lighting needs to be really good, otherwise it'll misinterpret the shadows. And the second okay. is you need to control the visual background. Like from TechSup, you saw that pattern with dots. You need to have a structured background that helps the camera do the reconstruction. So yes. for photogrammetry, it's not just the object, the background matters a lot for the reconstruction to work. Yes, and, and uh, I imagine that you see that on the, on the way the pictures were done. It, it yeah. was like an, an, an amateur way of doing. I'm, I, I, yeah. I'm very conscious of, of that. Yeah. Okay. Um, and uh, so I tried. Uh, uh, we tried a different technique uh, with a next engine uh, scanner. Uh -huh. uh, it was in the lab of uh, Dennis Terwine, which is which is the physician I, I told you about. Yeah. So I made the first, let's say, the first test, and then uh, changed it, and I I went on uh, uh, mixed measure. Uh, to uh, to correct it, and it it was still uh, a nightmare for several parts. So there are parts which are not uh, closed, and uh, yeah. I will work on that later to to see how to do it and before printing. Okay, one of the reasons I do like the Sense scanner is they've done a really good job of mesh cleanup. That right now, this the the lineage of the Sense scanner seems to be the easiest one to make watertight meshes. It makes it much easier. Okay. Yes. Again, I think, I think we didn't uh, spend enough time on that. And uh, uh, we had, the, uh, let's say, the low resolution uh, thing. So I think uh, the, the best way to, to check out now is to, uh, to have a longer period and more pictures around it. We'll, we'll do it sure. uh, as a test anyway. Okay. So the rest is uh, uh, we we use the Grabber uh, um, uh, printer, which uh, was made by a student, uh, which is around the, the Fab Lab. He's uh, uh, an engineer, uh, formerly he will be engineer, and uh, 
it's a uh, it's a very good printer it's al almost the same quality as the ultimaker you can see it on the left uh, image but uh, there was problems uh, with the belt you know the belt with the motor which uh -huh. was uh, which were uh, taking and there was a problem uh, it it was uh, it changed a little bit direction so we have to settle that anyway uh, after Okay, and sorry, if you're using that, I really recommend enclosing it so you can control the environment. Um, enclosing oh, yeah. okay. the printer and controlling the temperature makes a huge difference in the reliability. Okay. Uh, and uh, the last one is uh, uh, the, the 3D printing. So I tried a form uh, which was, uh, th there was no object on that, uh, only to, to, uh, to kill the printer. <laughs> and uh, 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 there, there are two angles, uh, 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 portafo in French, I don't know how you say that in English, a cantilever, uh, and okay. also it was quite, kind of difficult uh, uh, in between the two layers. Yeah. So, but it, it turned out almost right. Good. Okay. Okay, good. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So let's see. Um, we had um, Ibrahim, Raj, and Lucio. So if they're not here, um, we're down to about 10 minutes. So does anybody want to describe interesting successes or failures or other types of printers that you did? Who made something interesting this week, or who made something terrible? Hello. Yes, I did. Hello. Yes, go ahead. Yeah. Um, hi, Ian. This is Mine from Egypt. Uh, May. Yeah. Is this you? Yes, me. Okay, tell me about yourself. Okay, so my name is May. I'm uh, 27, and I'm a mechatronics engineer. Okay. Um, I worked in the fab lab starting uh, 2013 in STEM schools, and then now I'm uh, the technical operations lead in uh, a community lab called Fab Lab New Cairo, and um, I'm a master holder in. Uh, Automatic uh, hydraulics control. Um, so that, that's all about me. Okay, great. Um, you must know Dina from MIT. Yeah, I know Dina. Yes. Okay. Um, final project. Uh, well, my final project is uh, a simple project. It's a kindergarten puzzle using three D. Or uh, or uh, and doing these things, and the class is to teach it um, uh, whatever I want to use them, and also using a little bit of electronics for okay. like uh, three, three, four, 
Okay, we're getting some bad dropouts to you, but I get the basic spirit. Um, it, let me encourage everybody at this point, start a tracking page on your final project. Um, uh, sort of, as you work through the semester, keep updating the final project page. So turn it into a tracking page as you progress. Okay, so 3D okay. printing, what did you do? Uh, well, um, the 3D printing was an exciting week, actually. Um, uh, I, I made a, I, I designed a spiral. I wanted to try things that doesn't work with any CNC. I believe so. Um, so it was a first trial to do the spiral using the 3D printer. I wanted to test or to try two 3D printers. So I made with a MakerBot and a Maker. And then I turned it to a, a spiral tube, as you see in the documentation. And um, I made it with the Ultimaker. Okay. So um, this is, was the 3D printing. Um, uh, my challenge actually, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. So my challenge actually was in the 3D scanning. Okay. Um, so uh, yeah, so 3D scanning. I'm uh, I have an Android phone. So I wanted okay. to try to try 3D scanning with my phone first. So I downloaded, um, yeah. So I downloaded an app that's called Scan 3D. It works. It works like uh, one to three D catch and remake by taking pictures and and then processing uh, the the pictures. But uh, so, I made a error. It was first. Yeah. Um, for photogrammetry, the lighting is very important and the background is very important. You, the ideal exactly. background has a little bit of texture but no structure, and so you can't just put something down and take pictures. It really helps how you light it and control the background for photogrammetry. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I found out next. Um, I faced problem in uh, in and installing and downloading and working with one to three D catch. So I tried uh, one to three D catch and Edisoft, but I didn't work uh, in, didn't do anything with Edisoft. I couldn't do it. But uh, finally, I succeeded with um, Autodesk Remake, and I I, um, I, did, I did my scan exactly as you said. With uh, I I adjusted the lighting, I adjusted the um, the background and the base uh, of my uh, yeah. So this is was uh, the fir my first attempt. With remake, it was uh, also, uh, yeah, this is it. Okay. Yeah. This was yeah, the project. So the I believe Autodesk is is replacing one two three with remake. I I believe that's where the what they're doing now. Good. So, okay. Yeah. So you finally got a good result. Yeah, I did. Okay. Good. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, a few minutes left. Anybody else print something? New. What? I would like to very uh, um, once again yes. point you towards uh, Anna's page, Anna Katarina, uh, Anna Cabal. Uh, not necessarily, it was, there has been 3D printing. Sorry, but, uh, which page? Bas? Anna, oh, let me see. Um, one end. And I got, yeah, there you go. Okay. 
for her week five. Is Anna on the conference? Uh, yes. Can you hear hi, me? Anna. Yes. Hi. Hi. So what did you so do? So I week? think I think Bas is probably referring to something extra I did, uh, okay. which actually didn't have so much to do with the week. Um, okay. But, but let's our it's all the way down. It's because our mayor is retiring, and I was asked to do a gift for him to show the potential of FabLabs in fast fabrication. So I used, uh, yeah, I 3D scanned him, and then I used Slicer for Fusion 360. Um, it will come a little bit more down. Uh, I also 3D printed him in bronze. Um, okay. But yeah, basically I used Slicer and made um, a one-to-one -one model of him in, in carton. Ah. By putting a lot of uh, so yeah, layers together. This is you scanning them. And are you using iSense? Yes. I find it really nice to use because we um, we had the sense here in the lab uh, just for testing. Uh, a company borrowed it to us. And I found it really difficult to use because you had to hold the computer and the scanner at the same yeah, yeah. time. And a lot of times they lost track. But oh, actually, that's so yeah. easy to resolve with the iPad. Yeah, a couple notes. So the sense is a two-person job. You can't do it alone. Um, and, yeah, and it's very yeah. hard to coordinate. Yeah, uh, and just to explain to everybody, the eye sense or the sense, the difference from photogrammetry is um, it, it's projecting a random dot pattern that it's then looking at. So it's much more forgiving for the lighting uh, because it's illuminating the scene. That's why it's much more robust than photogrammetry. Yeah, and um, as I understand, at least this one, uh, we could not use the iSense in any any iPad. Any we iPad. we needed a we needed to be a iPad Air with the yeah with Retina. So the camera had to be good enough definition because uh, the scanner uses two cameras, one that is built on the scanner and one from the iPad plus the infrared uh, projector. Okay. Uh, so so I'm, I'm actually quite happy. It was very easy to use and. Okay. okay. And then slicing the mayor. What did you What did you use to do the slicing? Yeah, there's a new plugin in. Uh, <laughs> yeah, slicing the mayor. There's a new plugin for Fusion 360 called Slicer. Ah. And uh, basically, you insert the geometry. Um, there's a couple of tricks there. I was not so happy by slicing him horizontally, but when you import the model, you actually can define which axis is the upper axis. So I just use, I just imported him uh, standing, uh, like laying down instead, and then sliced him so so that the slices could be um, yeah so, vertical. So, so the history is um, I, I was running a programmable matter project, and then the students from that created the software that then was commercialized through other lab, which was then bought by Autodesk, that then became One Two Three D Make, and now this looks like that's turned into slicer infusion. Yeah. It looks like the lineage. Yeah. It's not, okay. I wouldn't recommend one to 3D make to do the slicer. It's not working so well anymore. At least yeah, I didn't well, manage to. No, what happened was once, once that team sold it to Autodesk, they sort of parted ways. And so the, the team that developed it and the product diverged and then it, it sort of got worse. And so it looks like Slicer is now the active one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Nice. There's still a couple of things in Slicer that are not super nice, actually. Like uh, the carton I had was one and a half millimeter thick, 
but I had to do it as two millimeter because apparently there's some yeah there's some settings that are built in so I could not use just any uh, thickness for the material. I did try to create a new uh, material profile and huh. everything, but it didn't work. Huh. Interesting. Um, how did the mayor react? Oh, sorry, it, it, it's he like actually it's still a bit of a secret. Uh, he's going to ah. receive it Friday. <laughs> okay, don't. Okay, pretend you didn't hear this. <laughs> no, but ah. it's okay. It's no problem. I don't. I don't think he will check the class today. So, <laughs> I, but I think he'll be happy to see that it was showed here to the world. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. Hello, Neil. Hi, Neil. Yes, the okay. 24, one to 3D make is, 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 is basically, they just, they just repackaged it as another program, and now it only works with um, uh, Fusion 360. Got it. Um, okay, thank you. Who is saying hi, uh, Neil? Yeah, this is Amit Sharma from AKGC Fab Lab. Yeah. So this time for a 3D scanning, we have used the industrial AKGEC Fab Lab. Yeah, Amit Sharma. Amit Sharma from AKGEC Fab Lab. Amit, A yes, A M I T. Yeah. Amit Sharma, S H A R. Yeah, yes, this one. Okay. Yes, yes. So for three, the 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 thing which I have done differently this time is a uh, unique. You can say for three D scanning we have used the industrial gate coordinate measuring machine from Carl. Ah. This one. Okay. Yeah. So it's just behind me. You can see. Okay. Right. And, and these cost as much as a whole fab lab. So that's a nice thing to have. Okay. Yes. So in our fab lab, uh, it's, uh, it, it's near Delhi. Okay. Ghaziabad. And uh, fab lab, we are academic institute. So Fab Lab is a part of that academic engineering institute, and we are in collaboration with around eleven industrial partners. Interesting. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So Carl is one of the partner to us, and and uh, we are partner to Kuta also, Industrial Robotics. So we have around ten industries. That's great. If you, if you visit our website, AKGT skills. You will find there all the partners we have and the facilities we have here. Sorry, AKGE skills. AKGE skills. Skills. Uh, yes. No, not this one. Yeah, this one. Yes, yes, this one. Okay. So okay. if you see our skills area. Interesting. Okay. Good. Okay, thank you. I, I'm mindful of time. So um, thank you for showing that. We're up to 10.30. A few other people are volunteering. Um, we'll just pick up next week in the student review to go through these. Sure. So thank okay. you. So let's take the bio break um, okay. And we'll start up in 15 minutes with electronics design. Sure. So biology break, thank you all.